Welcome and thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption with Kelly Rourke Scary and me, Ron Rains, where we delve into the issues of adoption from every angle of the adoption triad. Do what's best for your kid and for yourself because if you can't take care of yourself, you're definitely not going to be able to take care of that kid and that's not fair. And I know that my daughter will be well taken care of with them. Don't have an abortion. Give this child a chance. All I could think about was needing to save my son. My name is Kelly Rourke-Scary. I am the executive director, president, and co-founder of Building Arizona Families Adoption Agency, the Donna K. Evans Foundation, and creator of the You Before Me campaign. I have a bachelor's degree in family studies and human development and a master's degree in education with an emphasis in school counseling. I was adopted at the age of three days, born to a teen birth mother, raised in a closed adoption, and reunited with my birth mother in 2007. I have worked in the adoption field for over 15 years. And I'm Ron Raines. I've worked in radio since 1999. I was the co-host of two successful morning shows in Prescott, Arizona. Now I work for my wife, who's an adoption attorney, and I'm able to combine these two great passions and share them on this podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about birth mother expenses. Both adoptive parent and birth parents have many questions surrounding the ins and outs of birth mother funding, birth mother living expenses. So this podcast will address the birth parent living expenses and what an adoption agency or an adoption attorney in the state of Arizona is allowed to disperse to a birth mother. This podcast is geared regarding the laws of the state of Arizona only. And so those of you that are living in a state outside of Arizona, or you are uh, finalizing your adoption in a state outside of Arizona, or working with a birth mother outside the state of Arizona, uh, you will at least gain an understanding and a perspective of how birth parent expenses can work, but they may not be applicable to your state regulations, rules, and laws. According to Arizona Revised Statutes, subsection 8-114, the court may approve any monies paid to a parent of a child placed for adoption or another person for the benefit of the parent or adopted child for reasonable and necessary expenses incurred in connection with the adoption. These expenses may include costs for medical and hospital care and examinations for the mother and child, counseling fees, legal fees, agency fees, living expenses, and any other costs the court finds reasonable and necessary. A person who wishes to pay the living expenses of a birth parent that exceed $1,000 shall file a motion with the court to permit that payment. On the filing of a petition, the court shall hold a hearing within 10 days unless the hearing is waived for good cause shown. The court shall approve living expenses that the person has paid unless found unreasonable. The person who wishes to pay the $1,000 in living expenses of a birth mother shall file an affidavit with the court signed by the birth mother verifying that the birth mother has been given written notice and that she understands that the payment of these expenses by another person does not obligate the birth mother to place the child for adoption and that a valid consent to the adoption can only be given after the child's birth without regard to any cost or expense paid by one person in connection with the adoption. A maximum of $1,000 may be advanced for birth parent living expenses without a motion. In determining what living expenses are reasonable and necessary, the court shall consider but not be limited by the following factors. The current standard of living of the birth parent, 
the standard of living necessary to preserve the health and welfare of the birth parent and the unborn child, and the existence of alternate financial resources for the birth parent. Except as provided in subsection A, a person shall not be directly or indirectly compensated for giving or obtaining consent to place a child for adoption. An attorney may be paid for the attorney's services in connection with the adoption, paternity, and severance proceedings, only the amount the court approves as being reasonable and necessary. Not fewer than 10 days before a petition to adopt a child is heard, the prospective adoptive parent shall file with the court a verified accounting in the form specified by court rules of all fees, payments, disbursements, or commitments of anything of value made or agreed to be made by the prospective adoptive parent or for the benefit of the prospective adoptive parent in connection with the adoption. The accounting shall include all living expenses, including living expenses advanced pursuant to subsection B, for which a motion is not required and shall be accompanied by an affidavit that is signed by the birth mother, either before or after the birth of the child, that verifies that she has been given written notice and that she understands that the payment of these expenses does not obligate her to place the child for adoption and that she may give a valid consent to the adoption only after the child's birth with regard to any cost or expense paid by by any person in connection with the adoption. The subsection does not apply to an agency placement adoption or to a direct placement adoption made through an agency. The court shall allow, disallow, or allow in part fees, payments, disbursements, and commitments as shown in the accounting. If the court finds an accounting to be incomplete or deceptive or to contain amounts which are unauthorized or unreasonable, the court may order a new accounting or repayment of amounts found to be excessive or unauthorized or make any other orders it deems appropriate. All adoption cases shall be reviewed by the juvenile court for reasonableness and necessity of expenses. This section does not apply to an adoption by a step-parent whose spouse is a natural or adoptive parent of the child. Okay, so now that we've taken the Arizona state statute and we understand what the state allows and permits us to do, there are some important things that we need to note. Adoption agencies in the state of Arizona are able to fund birth parent expenses upon their entry into the adoption program. While an adoption attorney can't fund a birth parent expenses until they're matched with an adoptive family. So there's a little bit of a difference there. Uh-huh. Uh but it's important to note. Another thing that's important to note is birth parents pay zero fees for their adoption. So when they come into the program, there are no fees whatsoever. The adoptive families ultimately are the ones that fund the the adoption, which includes the expenses for the birth parent. As we just stated, an adoption agency can actually fund a birth parent prior to matching them with an adoptive family. And so that adoption agency may undergird the birth parent expenses initially, and that may or may not be part of their contract that an adoptive parent would sign. Also, all birth parents may not qualify to receive financial living assistance. So what that means is that there is a formula that the state allows agencies to disperse funds for living expenses related to their pregnancy. But again, it's based upon what a birth if a birth mother has a job, if she's you know receiving state assistance and how much she's receiving. And so as an agency, that's one of the things that our attorney does is she will go back and figure out what they're entitled to receive. These living expenses must be pregnancy related, which is why birth father living expenses are not included 
in the state statutes or laws because they are not looked upon as having a medical condition, i.e. the pregnancy. So that is uh, something that we're going to get to in the next episode, talking about birth father expenses and birth father's perceptions on the living expenses. One of the main questions that we get from birth mothers is, well, what can you help with? That's a really good question. And I'm going to give a really detailed answer. Okay. They have to be pregnancy related. Living, so housing, food, and our agency actually has a non-perishable food pantry on site. So we can not only help with food expenses like, you know, meats and cheese and perishable foods, but we also have a non-perishable food pantry on site. So we can actually help women the minute that they come into our program right away. We can help and assist with transportation. So that can be anything from Ubers, taxis, bus passes, Greyhounds, shuttles, et cetera. Uh, Maternity clothing. We also have a maternity closet on site. And so when women come in, especially if they're coming in off the street, we have a closet of clothing where they can immediately, you know, change if they're uncomfortable or if they're cold and they need a jacket or a coat, we've got stuff right there. And we can also help financially with maternity clothing allowances. Uh, Cell phones, we're able to provide a cell phone and continue the cell phone service during the duration of their pregnancy Mm -hmm. and up to six weeks after placement. And this enables them to make doctor's appointments, keep in contact with us, have communication with the adoptive family. Any medical expenses related to the pregnancy that are not covered underneath their either private insurance or state insurance, again, that are related to their pregnancy, we are able to assist with. Adoption counseling is also paid. Um, That is actually one of the services that the birth fathers can access and have Um, that service provided to them at no charge as well. So we can provide counseling services with a licensed adoption counselor for the birth father and the birth mother. And they're allowed to frequent that as often as they choose to. So those are the main topics that birth parents are, those are the the issues that we are able to help with. So here are some ones that we've been asked to uh, help with. And again, these would not fall under the umbrella of living expenses related to pregnancy, finances to support the birth father. That is not directly related to her pregnancy. Certainly. Uh, Living expenses that have preceded her coming into the program. So it's not as if, if you are eight months pregnant and you come into the program, you can't come in and say, okay, well, here's my rent for the last eight months. And here is this and this and this. And I want you to uh, pay me back for the eight months prior. It doesn't work like that. It's not, it's from the time you come in forward. cable TV bills. So as much as we all like cable TV and direct TV and Netflix, Hulu, Amazon prime, those are not considered pregnancy related expenses. Right. Vacations. Again, uh, as much as we would all love for them to be, they're not pregnancy related. Um, employment expenses. So during the course of your pregnancy, the courts were not will not allow us to uh, pay for things such as uniforms for your employer. Uh, we cannot pay for um, the type of shoes that you may need if you work in a fast food restaurant. Those types of things are not considered, like I said, underneath that umbrella of pregnancy-related expenses. Uh, if you have a credit card and you have uh, racked that up. That is, again, not something that we can help pay for. TVs, computers, appliances, and other furniture 
again, are not within the realm of a birth mother pregnancy related expense. Right. These are all luxuries. Yes. And that sounds funny to say, like, how is a bed, a, you know, a luxury? Right. So what we have done in the past, we did have a situation where we had a, a birth mother and we were able to help her with an air mattress when she had her child, you know, stay with her mm-hmm. kind of on and off. So that kind of a thing is okay, but we wouldn't be able to like purchase like a bunk bed or, you know, that type of- Something extravagant. Uh, yeah. You can get, like you said, an air mattress or something that's reasonably priced and still comfortable. Exactly. We are not able to pay for court-ordered child support. Uh, again, that is something that is not something that we can uh, help with. Um, if you have taxes that you owe, again, those are not considered pregnancy-related. One of the other questions that I get at least five times a year is, well, I owe court these. And mm-hmm. if I don't pay them, I'm going to have to go back and do time. And I'm very sorry that that's the case, but we're right. not allowed to pay your court fees. Yeah, that's, it's that's just not permitted in the Arizona state law. Right, exactly. And now, I think that's kind of understandable once you break it down. You say that people come in with these. Do you ever get uh, birth mothers or birth fathers come in and and try and lobby and say, this is why I need this. This is why it's related to the pregnancy. And you just yes. shut them okay. down. How does that work? Well, no, I mean, we don't shut them down. What we, I try to explain it. Sometimes I'll pull out the statutes and say, you know, as much as we would love to help you with this, this is why we can't. And it does say, take some explaining because interpreting a statute or a law is not, you know, sometimes as simple as just reading it and getting it. So right. we, I kind of delve into it and explain why the court has set it up this way. And again, uh, we want to make sure that we err on the side of caution because when you don't, that's where you can run into problems. Now, again, a lot of birth mothers in the last 16 years have come into the program very worried because they did owe fees and they were trying to get those paid off. And I know that's exceedingly stressful for, for a lot of birth mothers to know that, you know, hey, I could go to jail if, if I don't get this paid off mm-hmm. and I'm pregnant. And again, as hard as it is, that's just not something the court will allow. I mean, that would really be, you know, a stretch and that's not, not permitted. And not to mention as an agency, you're putting your agency's license on the line if you do something underhanded like that. So you just, you know, kind of have to say, no, I'm sorry. This is not, I'm not going to let my company go because you need, you know, HBO max or something. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, you know, and one thing too that, you know, and I've heard, I can honestly say I've heard everything. I have heard everything. We've had birth mothers come in and, and some of them are very forthright and, and very open and honest and raw about what happened. And as much as we care, we empathize with their story. That doesn't mean that even though we feel bad, you know, that they got, multiple tickets for riding their bicycle on the sidewalk, that doesn't mean that we can then fund them for that. And that is a true story, by the way. Wow. Multiple tickets on a bike for riding on the sidewalk. That was her story, but yes. Right. Okay. Now that was the side you heard anyway. Fair enough. And so funding can last up to six to eight weeks after 
delivery, depending on what type of delivery the mom has, whether it's a C-section or a vaginal delivery. Mm. And the state of Arizona does allow birth moms to receive financial assistance, like I said, for a reasonable time. And the six to eight weeks is considered a reasonable time. In Arizona, all expenses have to go through the Arizona state court system. They all have to be approved by the judge. Once you hit, once an agency hits the thousand dollar mark, then the court has to approve everything past that. So we want, we have to make sure that our motion is to the court prior to those expenditures exceeding a thousand dollars. Now with our agency, one thing that I, I love that we are able to do is if a birth mother is homeless, we are able to help her and get her off the street immediately. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's so important because we are of the belief that it is a baby at conception. And so we're not just talking about the birth mother. We're talking about two individuals. And I don't want one person sleeping on, you know, a park bench, much less two. Right. And so uh, that's something that I think that I am exceedingly proud of as an agency that we are able to accommodate those women right away. So that that's a big deal to me. I think the most important takeaway from from you know today's podcast is really just to understand for adoptive families, you know, what goes into us supporting a birth mother, what we have to do, what we have to investigate and make sure that we are accountable for, not only with our agency and our licensing department, but with the state and the court and so forth. And so we have to make sure that we have everything lined out. Like every accounting is meticulously logged, entered. Uh, and again, all of this is, is sent to the court and then explaining to birth parents why and why not. Because a lot of times people are willing to accept an answer if they understand the reason behind it. And so if the focus of working with a birth mother is to explain why and making sure she understands that she's not going to be upset or as angry if she doesn't understand it. And from an adoptive family's perspective, if they understand what finances go towards and why things are the fees that they are, then they have more understanding of, okay, so I, I, I get it now why the fees are this versus this, because you guys have to fund this, this, and this. So again, I think the big key here is education, understanding, and taking the time to really make sure that people grasp the concepts and not just hear the information. As we mentioned before, this podcast is geared to the adoption laws for Arizona State only. However, those living in different states with alternative laws, this will give you an insight into birth parent expenses and the whys, what's, how's, when's, and so forth, thereby offering an in-depth understanding of the rules, regulations, and practices of birth parent expenses. Thank you for joining us on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. If you're listening and you're dealing with an unplanned pregnancy and want more information about adoption, Building Arizona Families is a local Arizona adoption agency and available 24-7 by phone or text at 623-695-4112. That's 623-695-4112. We can make an immediate appointment with you to get started on creating an Arizona adoption plan or just get you more information. You can also find out more information about Building Arizona families on their website at azpregnancyhelp.com. Thanks also go out to Grapes for allowing us to use their song, I Don't Know, as our theme song. Birth Mother Matters in Adoption was written and produced by Kelly Rourke Scary and edited by me. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to us. We'd really appreciate it. We also now have a website at birthmothermatterspodcast.com. 
Tune in next time on Birth Mother Matters in Adoption. For Kelly Rourke Scary, I'm Ron Raines.